Hello and welcome to another jam-packed episode of We Love Books, the show where we absolutely love kids' books and we know that you do too. Today's featured author is horror and thriller queen Kat Ellis, who writes all kinds of creepy books for young adults. She tells us about her childhood in Wales, where she enjoyed reading, and creeping around cemeteries, unsurprising given her favourite subject matter. She also has plenty of tips and tricks to help you get from writing a story to becoming a pub published author, so listen out for those. We've got our book reviews coming up in just a moment, but first I asked you guys via Zoom, who is your favourite author? My favourite writer is J.K. Rowling, because she writes really good books and it takes you to somewhere like really far away. Like I've been to England in a story before, but I haven't been to Diagon Alley. I really like Roddy Doyle. I like his books. They're very funny, and I think they're also based in Dublin as well. So, I like that. It's clear it is Rick Riordan, uh, because he writes the best books. My favourite author is Sinead O'Hart. She does write brilliant books. Robert Muchamore is one that I really like to read. He wrote a series that I quite like called the Cherub series. It's like if you've ever heard of this book series, I forgot what it's called, it's like Alex Ryder, but it came first and is just generally better. I like quite a few of Michael Moore Pergo's books. And I also like his name was actually on a book over there, Michael Grant. Now on We Love Books, it's time for We Love Reviews. Today, 10-year-old Abby gives us her review of The Cousins by Karen M. McManus. I'm Abby, and this is my book review of The Cousins by Karen M. McManus. The book is about the story family. Rich, glamorous, and the centre of attention, until it all falls apart. My favourite character is Millie, who follows after her mother and has a very strong character. My favourite thing about this book is that whatever I expected most likely always ended up different. Altogether, this book is an amazing read and being set in both present and past comes with lots of twists and is probably suitable for around early teens. Thanks, Abby. That sounds like a great read. Next up, we've got 12-year-old Jules who read Frostheart 2 Escape from Aurora by Jamie Littler. The book is called Frostheart 2 Escape from Aurora and it is by Jamie Littler. The book is about... Ash trying to find things about his parents and also getting to Solstice. The three main characters is Tobu, who is a very grumpy yeti, who has some history that we do not know yet. One of the other main characters is Ash, who is a wild and impulsive boy, and he is slightly gullible, but only very slightly, not like stupid gullible. And he is looking for his parents. One of the other main characters, technically, is called Luna, with a H, who is trying to prove herself by finding a new area on the map. And she is not really finding something as quickly as she wants, yet she is still hopeful and optimistic. I thoroughly enjoyed reading the book because of so many twists and facts about what's happening inside and a very certain twist at the end. My favorite thing about the book was how there were clues leading to something like how to get to sources or how to find his parents. It's a fiction, kind of like fantasy. 
At the front in one of the reviews, it says for people who read Nevermore and How to Train Your Dragon. And I've read both of those books and I thoroughly enjoyed those books. So I was looking forward to reading it. And I think it's for people who are between like the ages of like seven and 12. Books, it's time for our interview with a featured author, and today we have the spine-tingling privilege of chatting to Kat Ellis, whose books are not for the faint of heart. She tells us how her childhood in Wales, visiting cemeteries and castles, inspired her to write creepy characters and chilling plot lines. I love going out and exploring, you know, cemeteries and old ruined castles, things like that. And my grandmother actually lived right next door to a cemetery. So when I used to go and visit her, I used to be, you know, off in the cemetery, looking at all the gravestones, looking for interesting epitaphs and things like that. So yeah, I think I was probably quite a creepy child. <laughs> so that seems to have worked out quite well with the whole writing thing. So yeah, I think I, I got a lot of inspiration from, you know, the, the old ruins and the history that is just everywhere in North Wales. I mean, you you can't throw a stone without hitting a castle around here. So it's uh, plenty of writing for that. <laughs> and did you do a lot of reading as a kid? Oh, yes, I, I did. Every Saturday I used to get, you know, a few big pocket money and I'd go down to the bookshop and spend it right away. My mum always used to complain that I would have read the book by tea time. So she's like, well, what are you going to do for the rest of the week now? And I was like, ah, that's what libraries are for. <laughs> so, yeah, I used to read a lot and it was, you know, all the Christopher Pike books, Point Horror, all that sort of thing. I, I just used to devour those. You are really brave because I love creepy things, but some of those are really scary. Was anything ever too scary for you or are you just able for all creepy things? Well, to sort of quote Joey from Friends, I think with a scary book, you can always close the book and put it in a freezer. So I think that's you know <laughs> the beauty of reading a horror book. Not so much with horror movies, which I'm also a massive fan of. My dad had this massive VHS collection of, you know, all the big horror movies, Friday the 13th, Halloween, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street, you know, all of those big ones, um, and Puppet Masters as well, which was, you know, this very weird and sinister 80s movie. I think the first one that I remember watching was one called Ghoulies. That film gave me the worst fear of going to the toilet at night because in the film that like one of the ghoulies comes up from the toilet and bites somebody's bum. <laughs> so yeah, that that was uh, the first one that I remember watching, and it's obviously stayed with me. <laughs> Love all those films. Yeah. And did you do much writing as a kid? I did. I used to do uh, short stories, and sometimes I'd you know put them into competitions and things when I was in school. I went on to study English with creative writing when I was at uni as well, so I, I did a bit there. I've always enjoyed it, but for some weird reason, it never, ever occurred to me that I might be able to do it as a job until, you know, I was in my mid-20s. And that was when the first time that I sat down and actually thought, well, maybe I could, you know, write a full novel. So uh, I gave it a go. <laughs> and what was that process like, deciding that, yeah, I could write a book? How did it come about? There were a lot of big YA book-to-film adaptations coming out at that time. You know, it was all Twilight and Hunger Games and things like that. Really, really big. So on the basis of having watched those, I then started reading a lot of YA. And as I was reading, you know, things like uh, Michael Grant's Gone and, uh, you know, Maggie Steve Butter's books, 
I started to think, ooh, I could write, you know, stories in this kind of uh, this kind of age group, this category. It really sort of inspired me to think maybe I could give it a go. I think that's so interesting because a lot of our kids who listen are really great readers and they're really great writers. But it seems like there's this big divide between loving doing it and then being able to do it for a job. And how do you go from writing in your home or in your bedroom or wherever to then having a book published? What was it like for you? Well, the first thing that I did, um, I went online and I did a bit of research into, you know, I had this this manuscript that I'd written and I was very, very pleased with it. I'd asked, you know, family members to have a read of it and they all thought it was very good. It wasn't looking back. <laughs> but, I'm you know, sure it was. My, it was. My first attempt at it. So I knew that I needed to do some research because I had no clue. You know, how do you go from that? As you say, you've written it. Then how do you go to turning that into an actual book? So yeah, I went online. I had a look on Twitter because there are a lot of authors who are on Twitter. So you can follow those and they'll often give quite good tips um, to new writers. I did a lot of Googling as well. And uh, I realised that I wanted to go the traditional route to getting my book published, which is getting an agent who will then pitch it to different publishers. And then hopefully, fingers crossed, one of them likes it enough to want to publish the book. So that was, you know, in a nutshell, the process that I went through, but it did take quite a while. And you have not one, not two, but four books out of the moment. <laughs> Your latest of I which <laughs> is called Harrow Lake and has a terrifying cover, which I love. It's really creepy. <laughs> Can you describe what your books are like and what type of kids might enjoy reading them? Well, Harrow Lake is about a 17-year-old girl called Lola, who is the daughter of a famous horror movie director. Um, and she arrived home one day and she finds that he's been attacked in their apartment. So she is sent to stay with a grandmother who she doesn't know, but she knows the town that she's being sent to. This is Harrow Lake and it's the town where her father's most famous horror movie was set. And Lola's mother actually starred in that film and grew up in Harrow Lake. That was her hometown. So she knows a bit about the place and it's like this frozen in time, almost 1920s theme town. And the place is quite creepy and it has uh, local legends about this monster called Mr Jitters who is supposed to come and take a lot of the, the young people away and eat them. So that's what the story's about. If that's appealing, um, <laughs> <laughs> then a reader might like it. If that's already sounding a little bit too creepy, then maybe go into it reading through your fingers. <laughs> and what age group are your books for, Kat? Um, I think this one is ages 12 to 17. Um, okay. I think there's quite a lot of like fun stuff in the book that you can sink your teeth into, a lot of like film references and things like that, a lot of jump scares where, you know, if you like that sort of thing, um, I think there's a lot to chew on there. Four books in six years is is huge. How long does it take you to write a book? Well, it takes me probably... Six to eight months, I would say, to, to write it. I'm not a very fast drafter. The first draft is always a massive mess. So <laughs> take my time um, working on the first draft. Editing, which, you know, revising the book and making sure that it's in the best shape it can possibly be in. That is actually my favourite part of the process. I love having, you know, something there that I can actually reshape and make it better, go back and add things in that I think about later and think, oh, that's really clever or that's going to be so much fun to add in. It it does take quite a while to write a book. Um, 
the reason I was able to get four out in six years, the first one that I brought out was actually the second book that I wrote. So I already had one in the drawer. Blackfin Sky was the first book that I had published back in 2014. And that was the story of a 16-year-old girl who drowns on the night of her 16th birthday. And that's not a spoiler. That's how the story begins. Um, and she shows up six months later at school acting like, you know, nothing's happened. Like she's been living her life as normal. And she can't understand why everyone around her thinks that she's been dead and buried for the past few months. So it's all about figuring out what exactly happened to her. Wow. What does a day of a writer look like for a cat, Alice? Well, when I'm in the first drafting phase, I'll try and set myself a, a word target. If I'm, you know, up against the deadline, then I'll be writing probably at least 2,000 words a day. And that's a lot for me. It's not a lot for some writers and for others, they, they might write less than that. But that's, um, you know, my, my time-tested word, word limit for when I'm drafting. But when I'm editing, um, things tend to move a lot more quickly. I think I just have uh, the kind of brain that likes working on a jigsaw puzzle, which is what your book becomes when you're tearing it apart and rewriting it and restructuring things. When you're actually writing a first draft from scratch, you know, you're essentially just pulling things out of the air and creating something out of nothing, which is part of the joy of writing, of course. But I find it a lot harder than actually just reworking something. And when you come to write a brand new book, do you have a plan in mind or do you have a partial plan or how much of it is freestyled? When I come to write something new, my ideas always tend to start with the world building. So I start with a sense of place. I don't have any idea about who the main character is. I don't usually have an idea of what the plot is going to be. I might have one incident that, or even just one scene that will sort of pop into my head. I always start with the world. I think because I like writing such weird and creepy books, you can add a lot of that in with you know, the atmosphere that you can create with the place. So, for example, with Harrow Lake, I mean, it's got a lot of uh, geographical markers in it that are very creepy and key to the story. Like there's a tree that the locals call the bone tree where kids go and hang their teeth when they fall out. And this is meant to ward off the monster. So, you know, he won't catch a taste of their bones and come after them. So these uh, little markers tend to sort of be peppered through my world building. And I add to that as I'm writing. But that's usually my starting point. I'll have a sense of the place. And then I think what kind of people will live there and what kind of things would happen in this place. And I would love to ask you, because loads of our kids who listen are big writers, do you have a top writing tip for kids who would love to be the next Cat Ellis when they grow up? Absolutely. Uh, read as much as you can of stories that you love. I know that, you know, in school you have to read certain books and, you know, that's important. But if you love reading and you choose books that really inspire you to want to create your own stories, I think that is a first really good step towards becoming a writer. We weren't done with Kat quite yet though, oh no. Not before we subjected her to the grueling We Love Books quickfire favourites round. Okay, Kat Ellis, are you prepared for the We Love Books favourites round? I'm ready. Yes, what is your favourite colour? Green. Favourite animal? Cat. Favourite kids book apart from your own? Oh, that's a hard one. I would say my favourite that I've read recently is Hold Back the Tide by Melinda Salisbury. Do you have a favourite author? 
Well, one of my absolute favourites is Dawn Kurtikic, and she happens to be a friend of mine, and she writes YA horror as well. What is your favourite movie? Of all time, probably Pitch Black. What is your favourite snack to eat while watching Pitch Black? Oh, chocolate. All the chocolate. Any particular type of chocolate that you love? I love Bourneville. <laughs> I've never heard anyone say that. <laughs> <laughs> what is your favourite pizza topping? Ooh, pepperoni. What is your favourite hot drink? Coffee. All the coffee. What is your favourite hobby? Reading. Favourite country to visit? The United States. But I haven't travelled that much, to be honest. What is your favourite season of the year? Summer. Favourite present you ever got from Santa? Ooh, a pen with my initials engraved on it. I'd always wanted one. That's an awesome present. And finally, your favourite toy that you had as a child? Funnily enough, the feature in Harrow Lake, Jitterbugs. Oh, wow, that's cool. And we've come full <laughs> circle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>